Welcome to Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And for ketchup, because eventually we all have to grow up and empty the condiment packet drawer. Today, we're getting into the restaurant racket, then we'll pivot to the ambulance dalliance. We are your hosts, Jamie Parker-Stickle. And Jason Bieber. And on this episode, we are talking to the creator and host of one of the 10 best comedy podcasts of 2021, according to Vulture. And the AV Club says it's comedic gold. He's an actor and an improviser. And you can catch him in the current season of the Emmy-nominated and funny as hell Netflix series, I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. He is so kind and so funny. And that's why everybody wants to work with him. And so do we. We are so excited to have him on. Please welcome the magnificent Adam Peacock. That was so yeah. nice. Woo. That was so nice. We're nothing if not nice. We try. That was really cool. Thanks. <laughs> it's all true. It's all what? true. Isn't it nice to hear it back once in a while, having people announce it in the way that yeah. it is? Yeah. Instead of I just a morning it. affirmation. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't want to like get right into it because I'm having so much fun with like all the chitter chatter, but I have to tell you something. I was thinking about this this morning and um, Adam was an EMS person. Mm -hmm. Like he was an EMS guy. And I was thinking I have a brother-in-law who's a doctor, but I would literally rather have an EMS individual in the home versus a doctor because you're better in a crisis like you would know what to do right away and i feel like my brother-in-law who's a family practice guy would be like well we should call 911 <laughs> <laughs> i i literally can hear him in my head go well guys we should call 911 that's what yeah. we should do you would be like where's my kit here it is oximeter on the finger I yeah I think at a time I would have I don't now I'd be scared to do it I haven't done it in several years so I might I might be like let's call your brother-in-law and then figure out what he wants to do <laughs> I, I have, call 911 yeah. <laughs> honestly I think her brother-in-law would just have a full-blown panic attack sure. uh, just every you know like everyone is laid out in the middle of the living room and then no one's <laughs> useful to anybody I have so many questions about you working as an EMS per mm -hmm. as Jamie said, an EMS person, because we don't, yeah. what is, what, first, what's the title? What, 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 uh, uh, emergency medical technician, uh, basic, my license, oh, wait, basic you were license. Okay. EMT. Okay. Yeah. You were an EMT. That's right. Sorry, guys. I have it's a okay. problem with words. <laughs> That's why they call me a writer. Let's it's keep true. it. Going. They are EMS people. You're absolutely right. Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not. Yeah. Um, and then, so, okay, you are an EMS, you are an EMT, you had a license. Yeah. Um, I have, I've been in ambulances a couple of times in my life. They, they, the people in them seemed very knowledgeable and professional. Granted, I was in, you know, a, a chaotic state, but I fully and wholeheartedly put my faith in, of my own health into them. Never once did it occur to me that somebody might be doing this as a side hustle. <laughs> uh i wasn't wow, it's, i wasn't really doing it so much as a side hustle as i thought maybe i want to do something in this field like maybe go on to be a medic or like you know go to nursing school or something i was kind of thinking of maybe doing that so that's why i was doing it to try okay. to get experience i think that would have been so cool if you were a nurse because you're like what six six like you're uh, the tallest <laughs> Okay, one of the tallest people in a photograph I've ever witnessed, number one. <laughs> and like watching you walk into my hospital room and be like, hey, I'm going to put this big old needle in your hand now so that you have an IV would have been like delightful. I would have been like, yes, friendly giant. Yeah. Let's I do felt, this. I feel good about that because we worked mostly out of Ann Arbor and with the University of Michigan. And I ran into, I believe, the basketball team at a Whole Foods one time. And I was, I'm not tall. <laughs> uh, no. I, those those guys are really tall those guys are really right. tall granted you're not dunking but unless you are um no i mean these are too bad was the emt van tall enough for you or were you doing a lot of crouching yeah i think so i mean you definitely had to crouch in the back because it's it's a pretty small you know pretty small space but yeah it was okay yeah so yeah I mean you said you had a license you had to go to is this do you go to school is it a yeah. night class what's how do you get so, into this? When I was in college, I did. So I took the class twice. There's uh, there's an uh -oh. EMS company in Ann Arbor called uh, Huron Valley Ambulance. 
And I took a class through there. It's a semester long to get your basic, like to get qualified to take the basic exam in the state of Michigan. So four months, two nights a week, every other Saturday. But the Saturday is like nine to five. You're there for eight hours. And then you have to do certain amount of clinicals and a certain amount of third rides. So that part only took a semester. So I was done with that. I think January, I got done in like April, May or something. And so at this you point, said, oh, well, you said in your notes that at this time you weren't doing comedy anymore. Mm-hmm. Was there like a fallout and you were like, no, I'm going to go into medicine. Like Dr. Ken Jong, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe I, I think I might've just got scared. I got spooked. Bad set. And, and I thought like, oh, this seems like it would like, I, I thought I always had an interest in this stuff. And then I, I, I guess I do, but not as much as I thought I would. Well, here's what I always tell people. I really want to be a lawyer on TV. Like yeah. I would like to rattle off the jargon and be in a scene where I am a badass in court yeah. fighting for something, but not in real life. Cause it's not the same. I want to do it on television. I kind of have like a, this sounds so like made up, but I kind of have a story, like a sad, sappy story attached to it too. So oh. like, so I did the EMS thing and around the same time, of like that year, my dad got sick. My dad got um, diagnosed with cancer. And so, I, so, uh, so, you know, we, it was going on through the summer, then August rolled around and my dad died in August. So for the last week of his life, we were all kind of just hanging out with him, And it was, you know, it was, it was nice, but we all kind of took a moment together with him at the end. And like, you know, we were sitting there talking, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, he goes, I don't want you to give up doing comedy. And I know that sounds made up and I know that doesn't sound real, but it's true. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll go do this thing. So like, I know that sounds so, that sounds like such BS, but it's, it's absolutely oh, true. That's an amazing uh, gift. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen with it. Who knows? Maybe I'll go back to EMS, but at least I did it for my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least your dad gave you permission to live out your dream, realizing like, it only Life took is short. Do it all. Six years. Yeah. yeah. I had wow. a very, I had a very similar experience. My my father also cancer also passed, and 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 uh, not in the last week, but in in the final months, uh, he he got to watch one of my stand up shows that I did. You know, he didn't he couldn't go, but he watched the tape of it, and yeah, you know, for the first time ever, he's like, it's it's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, much the same, Jason. Yeah. And so, you know, for, for me, that was 100% validation in him saying, sure. I should continue doing that for the rest of my life. So I'm doing it for my dad. <laughs> and like, you know, my dad and I had kind of a, a, a strained relationship. And so I thought maybe that was something kind of cool I could take away from him dying and going through that. Yeah. You know, because I love to joke about it. Like that whole week we were with him, you know, I because I, I, I think he'd think it was funny. Yeah. So it's you know I think he would laugh at some of the stuff I say about him in that time. So, like, boy, I hope so. <laughs> if not, I'm I'm gonna feel real. Uh, yeah, you were just out. just just aggravating a dying man. Oh, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> um, really quick, I just want to ask this because I grew up in Detroit. Where did you grow up in Detroit? I grew up in Allen Park. I lived in Trenton, oh, yeah. and then I moved to Allen Park, and I that's where I did high school. Oh, okay. That's where I spent most of my time. Yeah. So we um, we mentioned your uh, a, a amazing podcast, but we didn't actually say the name. The name of the podcast is "Your Neighbors Are Dead," and what? No, my, my neighbors my, are dead. My, my neighbors. My are neighbors. Dead. Dead. Well, my neighbors are dead. it is your podcast, so your neighbors. No. Right. And if we talk to somebody else who knows that person, they could say your neighbors are dead. So it <laughs> right. <really> works. <laughs> Which is why I'm right, even though I'm wrong. You're absolutely right. Even though I'm wrong. <laughs> my neighbors this is what are most, dead. This is what most of Jamie's and my arguments sound like, by the way. Um, uh, 100%. I'm biting my tongue right now. <laughs> Just so we know. And in your podcast, um, it took me, I, I, I like, I, I started listening to one because like uh, we have a lot of friends on them. So I'm like, oh, I'll listen to one with someone I know. And um and uh, and I got so confused because I'm like, oh wait, this isn't this is someone I know, but they're playing a character. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not them. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast where you, as yourself, you as were so concerned. You were like, oh my god, I didn't know he lived next door to a murderer. Like, why hasn't he ever told me this? <laughs> Jason was like, Jamie, and I was like, what? And he's like, 
Was it Dwayne's? I was listening to Dwayne. Dwayne's. And he was yeah. so, Jason was so worried for like 10 <laughs> minutes. And I was like. I also didn't know Jason. he coached football. There's just yeah, I mean, was, so much about him. Yeah, there's were, a whole no side. You were you were just stupefied, and then yeah. finally you were like, oh, and then wait I was a like, second. oh, I'm not stupefied, I'm stupid. No, <laughs> it was that good though. It was so good, like you were. We were right because of Dwayne. Dwayne's Dwayne's great. So, well, I listened. I, him. I listened to four more episodes, and it, no, it, it is it is a great show. It and is a great show. It's a great concept, and it's really funny. Um, and no, he listened to four more episodes right then. Like he didn't space oh. them out. He was like, "Yeah, well, I binged." He's addicted. I binged. He binged. Yeah. So oh, I've only got two hundred and seventy-three more to go. Is that? Oh God, yeah. I guess there are quite a few. You whip them out, man. It's amazing because you know this is the side hustle. Everybody makes all their money podcasting. Um, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I Somebody- know everybody's rich out of it. Somebody told us we were having, we went out for the first time ever and forever. And they were like, um, your podcast is really successful. Drinks are on you. And I was like, oh, I'm not making any money. Drinks are on you. Um, but then <laughs> like I had to buy drinks because I wanted to show off and be like, it is successful. Yeah, it's drinks. like when your great aunt back in Michigan sees you in a non-union commercial and thinks you have oh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Can you pay my I rent this month. Why haven't you bought your mother's house sure. yet? Let me just get 70 more of these and I'll be able to do it. But I can get you a discount with Stan's plumbing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's pretty, that's pretty valuable. Yeah. And when you need it, certainly when you need it, it's, it's mm-hmm. a, the night that 15% comes in handy. <laughs> I'm going to make a non sequitur here. Um, so tell me about EMSing. Just kidding. At some point, though, did you go to someone's house? <laughs> this is just popped in my head. I have to ask before I lose it. Did you ever go to someone's house and they were hoarders and you were like, I don't know if I need to address the person or the house first? Uh, almost exclusively. Yeah. yeah it's, this is uh, this is not rural Michigan, like, suburban Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that to. To, to knock on anybody, but yeah, we no. they, we saw a lot of that. Yeah, I, and like I want to delve all the way in. Can you can you tell? <laughs> I mean, without like violating HIPAA, can you tell us some some what happened? Um, so a lot of what we did as basics is my partner and I would run basically transports. We would take people from either to an appointment or from the hospital to home, or you know, it was a lot of a lot of that. So a lot of the time we would have to. Uh, Tetris our way to get people out of homes, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and we had one family. We had this one patient of ours who was spectacular. Her family had like cut a hole in the porch for us to like lift her in and out. I was like, wow, that's man, thanks. Cut <laughs> a hole, or like they had like cut like part of the um, like railing, not a hole, but like the the railing. They'd cut part of the railing so we didn't have to like do an awkward turn down some stairs and stuff. I think I can tell you guys this. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's probably been long enough. And so yeah. you're not telling their you're not saying their names. No, I could that I couldn't do. Right. But that is um, just that's so interesting. It's interesting. It's well, you know, when you rent places in LA, sometimes there are interesting things that you realize that somebody very old had died or lived in that apartment before you yeah. got it. Because there are some things that are interesting that people have to do when they get old. Yeah, and I have lived in those mind- places. He and his wife bought a bought a condo recently, and an old man had died in it before, and had the chairlift up the stairs, and uh-huh. you know, they had to do a bunch of that remodel. I think they had like a like a walk in bathtub, and you know, yeah, yeah. I think if I moved into a place that had that the chairlift, I would, I would, it would be tough to take it down. It would. We walked into. Remember, we were in a place, and we were like, yeah. we should keep this. We should keep because it. it was like, kind of fun. You don't even have to use it for your seat. Like you could like just like here, I'm gonna like put something on it and let it be like a dumb waiter that takes things up yeah. the stairs for you. Yeah. And but then also, the old lady in Redlands. I would have to try that too. <laughs> do you remember that house we went to, and the person was literally in hospice, and they were showing the house as the person? Was oh, there. around and they there. Were, yeah. yeah, and we were like yeah. this we have to go now. And they're like, no, just see the rest of the house and the potential. And we were like, that person's in that room dying and it's like open. There's no doors. You have a, you have a living human being who's covered in a sheet of gauze. We had a lot of hospice patients that we dealt with and it's remarkable what a family goes through when that's happening. Mm -hmm. And just how like matter of fact, how you're describing Jamie of just like, 
this has to be done. It's almost like, I, I know they don't because you're not with them all the time, but it's almost like they're the void of emotion because they have to be, because they have, they have to do to that be. stuff. It's, yeah. it's terrifying. It's, did, it's horrible. At some point, did that inform your comedy? Like you were glad for the work because it gave you perspective and, you know, getting those dark jokes in? Well, that's, I mean, sorry to answer your question and I'm not, but I'm, but that is the reason I wanted to bring up the podcast uh, because I yeah. feel like you do such like you, you focus on horror films. All right. Now, yeah. I, uh, so no, I don't think it in, I mean, yeah, I guess it gave a little, this is going to sound so up my own ass too, but like a little perspective because, um, I don't know, like you see how bad stuff can get and how quickly it can get that way. Like, you know, again, there was one patient we had, we were taking her home to be on hospice because two weeks earlier she was riding around on a John Deere tractor and thought, Oh, I'm just constipated and went in and they were like, you, you have cancer everywhere. So it was like, you know, and that woman was gone in, you know, several weeks and, uh, or, you know, I guess patient, I shouldn't say woman patient was gone several weeks, but, um, I think, you know, we don't really follow up, but the way it was going, it was looking that way. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I get, you know, like you see that stuff and it's like, oh man, that can, that can go south quick. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. sound so dumb. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't <laughs> sound dumb at all. But, but it think... sounds it, it's it's one of those things. Like once I became a mom, like before I was a mom, I could really go dark and like be okay with joking about death and all these yeah. things, right? And then I had my son, who's seven, and I can't do it anymore. Really? Because I have to live in the space of like complete optimism and like you know, he's going to live to 107 and he's going to have this fantastic life. And yeah. I have to, if I don't like, I'll go in this deep thing, like my baby, I have to protect my baby and I have to be alive for him forever. Yeah. It's very. It's, it's crazy. Cause a real damper on my gallows humor. <laughs> well, I'm like, you know, my dad joking about that stuff. I don't know. Like I said, you can, f- I have found something nice in that something maybe beautiful out of that experience and it makes me feel i don't know if it makes me feel closer to him or like better about the situation but yeah it it takes a little bit of the power back i guess yeah yeah, yeah. so i one thing i notice and i i see a line between them is your ability to kind of be neutral in this in this emt scenario and then um in your podcast as you know the role you're playing is kind of a reporter Someone who is neutral, who's basically visiting a the scene of a of a you know mass killing, a horror, yeah. you know, terrible thing, and you maintain that humor and neutrality and uh, and almost medical detachment. So I, oh, man, I never thought yeah. about it like that. I never <laughs> thought about it like that. Yeah, I, I. So yes, you do. I'm answering Jamie. Next question. Wow. I love yeah, that this you can, good. this man can speak for anybody and you'll believe him. Buddy, I need you, man. There's nothing that makes me more uncomfortable than talking about myself. Oh, I'm on your team. So I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm available for junkets. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Where in your world did the EMS, EMT work come in? Because at some point you went back to comedy mm-hmm. and then you were in Chicago. Is that yeah. after, or did you it come back after from Chicago? Chicago? So I EMT it was, is after. It was, I was working it in 2018, right before I moved to to LA. Oh, oh. get out! How many years so, were you working it? Not long, because I had done the class again in, uh, I would say maybe six months prior to that, or maybe a year prior to that. So not long. I'd only worked a, like I think from March to October, uh, September of 2018. So not long. Okay. Okay. So you were in Chicago. So you went from uh, Second City, Detroit to Mm -hmm. Second City, Chicago. Mm -hmm. So you were on the path to doing this comedy and touring for full time. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much did when I was in Chicago. We were lucky to tour a bunch. So I was, you know, always on the road. So that's kind of what I did exclusively. And then some, you know, like we did some resident shows in the, in the up theater that was there. But yeah. yeah, I was I was doing that. And then what happened? Uh I think it kind of met you know, like I think is you know in the in the system like you you obviously want to get a resident company and yeah. that you know that didn't happen for me and I sort of had to kind of figure out what was next. And that I mean I did a bunch of the the boats 
And uh, it, like I said, those those runs in the theater. So I was doing stuff in the space. I was yeah. know, doing comedy and acting, but I just I hadn't done the I don't know. I, I'm sure other people have described it better, but felt like a move forward with right with, mm-hmm. the, with the career. And then in go ahead, Jason. Uh, I was going to say, and then like regardless, everybody whether they've whether they got the main stage or etc or they mm-hmm. didn't get it, everyone hits that point where like. Oh, it's time to move on. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because that would have yeah. come to a, a natural end too if I had done that as well. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, some comedians stay on ships forever. I don't know about Second City comedians, but you've got those stand-ups that are like lifers yeah, on the but, ships. But are they still comedians, or are they just part of the furniture at some point? Did you ever Fair. work with Sharkbait? Yeah. Oh, sure. Sean and uh, Sean and Max. Sean and Max. Yes. Those guys had it figured out, man. Yeah, I still, I still keep in touch a little bit with Sean and uh, and Bex from time to time. Oh, nice. I remember somebody said one time, like they were like, you know, they both get paid what we all get paid in a week, right? We're like, we got to learn to juggle. This is insane. That is exactly what Brett did. We, he and I went to their (laughs) clinic, and he and I'm like, you're really picking this up. He's like, yeah, man, comedy doesn't pay. (laughs) That's amazing. He's right. Where it's at. We're gonna have to have Brett on the show because you guys are talking about Brett so much. In fact, I'm gonna write that down right now. Yeah. But also, um, 2018-ish is when I met you, not in person, but for a side hustle. And so were you finished? We can talk about that in a second. The thing that Shelby talked about, but not mentioned. Um, you the sex work that you both do. I'm trying to remember because I was actually doing the new hire interviews and doing the, the thing. So when I interviewed you, I, I'm trying to remember if you told me that you were an EMT or not. God, Jamie, I don't remember. I don't either. Cause I feel like I would have put that in your um, profile. Like this guy's an EMT, give him medical maybe jargon. I, yeah. Maybe I don't, I guess I must, I don't know. I guess I didn't. I don't think you did. And I think you were still in Detroit, but you were about to move. I, th- I think that's right as well. Cause I, after I, I left EMS, I had like, I took several weeks off so I could do, there's two dogs going nuts next door. I'm sorry. Uh, so I could do like Thanksgiving with my family and then I would, then I drove out to LA. So it must've been and in that time. So one thing I just want to say about the thing I can mention, but not say is um, that I got to do a lot of, I'm going to call it voiceover work with Adam without yeah. ever meeting him. And we get to play these characters and these roles. And I got to tell you, he's the only person I've, I've told our boss before, like, I really just want to work with people like Adam oh, buddy. and Bieber because I'm just like, so many people make it so hard. And I'm like, mm, I need a pro. I like to work with the pros. I want but... you to know that everything you've said completely fits in with sex work. Okay, well, that's it. Um, so, Adam, yes. I saw that you also recently got married. Did you? I did. Come hey, out, congratulations! Did you, congratulations! Thanks, and did you come out to LA for that, Hello? or did you come out and meet no. your beautiful wife, or what happened? I was single, uh, driving to Los Angeles with no like that was. I and you were like, I'm going to be an that. actor. I'm going to be yeah. an actor. Yeah. I was mostly on the last day. I was just tired and I wanted to get home or get to my place. So I, I drove in, I had dinner with my buddy and his wife. And then we went to a holiday party and I was in town for three hours. And that's where I met her. I met her at the, at this party we were at. On your first oh day. My, God, my first day. First I'd been in town day. for three hours. Ah, yeah. what a welcome. Yeah. yeah We've been crazy. together ever since. Uh-huh. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> And I yeah, bet you a, smelled amazing. Oh my god, my I was so like greasy, and I had the same <laughs> ratty T-shirt on for like two days. Uh huh. Yeah. And you were like, "But I'm six four, so." Well, she said she saw me walk in, and it's hard to miss. I got a big head, and like you know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm I had a big dome. And my buddy was you know much taller than my buddy, so that was I just stood out over him. I'm sure mm-hmm. you stood out over all the actors in that room. <laughs> it's a very short town. It I'm is, just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. What's like Tom eight. Cruise like five four? Isn't that right? Something, Something like that. Yeah. Which makes me feel good because I'm five five. So I'm like, man, well, got you one could, on him. You could play opposite Tom Cruise. I could only play a bad guy in a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, because you're six feet. You're tall. And, too. and and Adam, you're completely out of frame. I'd have you're... to be like one of those aliens in those alien movies. He does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
you'd be hunched over like you're in the EMT That's truck right. the whole yeah, yeah. time. For sure. But I do feel like you, I, hopefully you have EMT on your resume because I feel like you should be working like um, any of the 911s. Like you already know what to do. True. <laughs> I think True. I was the only guy in Chicago who didn't get on one of those shows. I, well, I, God, they're shooting it. it here. They're shooting it here. I know. Do you, you know what people tell me all the Star? time? Yeah. Do you know what people tell me all the time? You do look like a Texan. So people tell me all the time, if you have not been on a law and order, then you're not a professional actor. They've never even auditioned me. And I'm like, what? well, fuck all of you. I've never auditioned for a law and order. I haven't like, either. Yeah. I forget that. What was that? I don't, that casting house in Chicago. I, I forget her name, but she was kind of, she was, she was bizarre. I I was auditioning for Chicago Fire, and the role was video game nerd who won't leave his apartment during a fire. And I was like, I've got this. Like, there's no one else who's going to beat me. This is mine. <laughs> so I go in, and I start doing the thing. I start doing the sides, and she stops me. And she gives me a note about the about the, the scene, which I was very grateful for. So I take the note. I reset. I do it all over again. Scene ends. She's quiet, I would say, for like... 15 seconds and then she goes you ever think about doing sitcoms and i went uh, uh sure i guess and that was it and then the audition was over she i was excused and i never heard back from anybody from chicago fire wow. that is exactly how it happens all the time you just it's loved like your, you've got great timing it's just not got great timing but we're not, not chicago fire timing us. what a dumb have i ever thought about yes i'll do a sitcom sure, <laughs> sure. are you offering yeah. Is there something I'd in your queue? You could go into any of these accounting offices and ask the same question yeah. and someone will say yes. Well, Absolutely. I have, I'm going to be honest. While I hate the self-tape, one, because I don't want to look at myself because an audition is not mm -hmm. actually what you look like on camera. It's not any... An audition is so stupid. But nonetheless, I like the self-tape because then I don't have to deal with the casting director asking me questions like that, giving me hope, false hope about mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. anything i did one for and it was an improvised self-tape and Allie asked me how did it go i was like i don't know i think it went okay i sent it in so uh -huh. we'll see my my favorite my very favorite uh casting director comment question backhanded compliment was wow why aren't you working more i'm like oh, oh yeah I, I i i i i don't know does that am i getting this no, that's why. That's why. <laughs> this is true. A director you know that's why. my, an award-winning, an Emmy award-winning director, um, mentor of mine that I respect and adore. She finally pulled me aside one time and she said, I don't know why you don't work. And I was like, I don't either. Do you have any poll? And she's like, I don't. Casting like just is their own thing. And I was like, this town sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I totally appreciate that. Like auditioning is the worst thing ever. I feel like as long as I have to audition, I'll never book a job. <laughs> well, it's that same mentality, the, the, like the great aunt back in Michigan mentality of like, well, your friend's on TV. How come they don't get you on TV? Right. Jamie, you know it so did many... work for you. You, you, you got, you got to do Tim's oh, show. You got to do Tim's show, which is great. That is true. I did get to do Tim's show. Congratulations is, yeah. on that. Thanks. It was, yeah, I, I'm so happy for that dude, man. I'm so. Oh so yeah. Happy. Like, and I, I he only, shoots in Detroit, right? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I think you should leave. Uh, we shot out here. Oh, it does shoot out here. For some reason, I thought they said it shot in Detroit. You know, I was looking at it cause you were coming on and I was just re and I, for the first time I, I looked again at the, the title of the show and realized there's no comma. So I, it's not, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. It's I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. <laughs> That's amazing. That's intentional. That's a very good title. It's amazing. Jason is obsessed with this show. Like I am. I am. It's so funny. It obsessed. Makes, it makes you very uncomfortable, which also gives it's me supposed a to time. do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, and it, it's great. It's 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 I watching that show for me in and having Jamie come in is a little like getting caught masturbating. Um <laughs> Because I'm like, get out, get out. I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It takes subversive to a new level. Like, I feel like there needs to be a word stronger than that to define the show. But everyone's seen it. Everybody knows the show. So I don't have to, like, get into any details. And I've watched episodes, but there's sometimes I have to leave because my anxiety from watching it gets (laughs) to the point where I'm like, I need to go on the treadmill or hula hoop right now. Like, I can't. There's so much energy in me that I can't. Yeah. I have to go. Excuse me. It's anxious. It makes me anxious. Sure. But I love it. Anxious too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's really good. Are you recurring on this season or you you did one episode? I just did. I just did one. That's awesome. Yeah. You just did your, it was just your first one. It was just your first one. Hey, you're part of the ensemble now. (laughs) Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll I'll watch a Connor O'Malley hold a dog while it barks at Tim anytime anytime they need me to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Bring back the bits. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. So, oh, I had one more question about EMS. Maybe we have a lot of questions, but I had one. You had the basic license. Yeah. Can, can you use the paddles? No, we don't have those. We didn't have those on our uh-huh. truck. I think that's that's more of a medic thing. That's a what, okay. Okay, yeah. but what about the shot if somebody's having a drug overdose? Oh yeah, Narcan. Of, um, Nar- Narcan. Narcan. You have the Narcan. Uh, yeah, we had Narcan in our truck, I think. Nice. Yeah, because apparently, yeah. like you know, opioids were they're they were just going gangbusters everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So I well, think if you were doing Ann Arbor, you would have gotten some Ypsilanti calls, and I feel like yeah. You know, but you were doing transport. You weren't do. You weren't like first on the scene for medical emergencies. No, the only time that ever happened was after a, a, a U of M game. We got called to uh, of course a, a, a like a, a group of students, I guess, where they were kind of fearful of a of an OD. But uh, yeah, then we met up with like a, a medic unit, and then they kind of took over. Yeah, he yacked and rallied. When I was yeah. a freshman in college at Michigan State. Um, my, I had three roommates in my dorm room and, um, it sucked and they were terrible. And, um, I had to call 911 because one of their friends was visiting and he OD'd and he was like foaming at the mouth. I walked in and they were all so drugged out that they weren't doing anything. Like they didn't, I mean, they were just like lounging on the couch and this guy was like literally convulsing and foaming. He was having a seizure. Pulling an uncle Jim. And I called, um. Right. They were pulling Uncle Jim. <laughs> Uncle Dr. Jim. Uncle um, Dr. Jim. <laughs> they, I called 911 and then I left. I didn't stay. Like when I called 911, I was like, I, I'm worried about staying because I was 18, very naive. And I was like, what do I do? And they're like, we'll sit with him till EMS comes and then go. So I did. And then I left because I was like, if he mm-hmm. dies, I'm not prepared. I'm not mm-hmm. prepared to watch a person die yet in my life. Yeah. Like it was just, it was like literally the first month of school. Yeah. So yeah, they don't there. they don't cover that till after winter break. Apparently, he survived, <laughs> but he that's true. He survived, but he was in Sparrow Hospital in Lansing um, for months in a coma. Whoa. Ooh. What yeah. was he doing? What was he taking? I don't know. They were I don't. I think it was um, acid, but I think he'd taken too much acid. Oh my god. Was this in Cedar Village? Oh, I've taken too much acid. That's not what happens. It was not. It was in Acres. It was not in Cedar Village. It was in Acres. I I know Acres. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Acres. They were terrible. It was terrible. I hated Acres. I was like, really? Acres? Yeah. We used to. My buddy Nick went to Michigan State, so we'd go up there to to party. Mm Mm-hmm. And Cedar Village was the big one. Yeah, everyone I knew was in Cedar Village. I was glad I wasn't in Cedar Village because, um, do you guys hear my stomach? That was your stomach? I'm going to eat this bar inappropriately. I'm about you. (laughs) All right. While while Jamie's feeding the beast and avoiding a (laughs) Snickers moment, um, so were you doing comedy in college? Yes. Okay. And were you waiting tables? In, or working in food service in college? Uh, no, I think I started working in food service right out of college. When I was in college, I was working at an Eddie Bauer, which I forgot about. Yes, uh, you did. So I worked in an Eddie Bauer. The retail, that was a college retail. job. Oh, God. And then I, yeah, I my first Which Eddie Bauer? Like, what college? Uh, in Briarwood Mall in Ann Arbor. Oh, did you go to U of M? I went to Eastern. 
Oh, that, that's great. My dad went to Eastern too. Keep I going. I really wanted to go to Ben, but I, I screwed around too much in high school. So I, that's what he said. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what I was doing. I was working at Eddie Bauer, doing comedy and going to class. Standard, huh? pretty standard, pretty standard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, it's all pretty textbook standard was, stuff. Was it, uh, were you doing improv comedy? Yeah. There was a theater in Ann Arbor called the Improv Inferno. Yeah. which was opened by Dan Izzo and Sabrina Harper. They mm. were there in Ann Arbor. And then Second City was still around. It was in Novi. So mm-hmm. I was doing stuff there and at the Planet Ant in Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know Margaret Edwardkowski, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on the show, too. Yeah, she's Hello. great. She's the best. But that's, yeah, I met Margaret there. That's where I met Brett. That's where I met Tim. Mm-hmm. We were all there at the same at the- time. At the Ant or at Novi? Or, or, uh, I, I met both at Novi. I met them when the theater was still on Woodward in downtown yeah. Detroit. So yeah. that's where we met. And then, yeah, they were, I think, yeah, Tim and they were on main stage, Tim, Brett, Jamie, and Novi. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm remembering that correctly. Sam was there. Um, Sam was there, yeah. Um. Nice. Where so okay, so you I feel like you're just tripping down memory lane, Jason, and you weren't in the Detroit. You know, no, very like much. You're so from like, New these, York. These are all you like met them in, all here in these LA. Are implanted memories. That I'm <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure you talk to enough Detroit people. It's probably they all probably start to just bleed together. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. a funny thing because I didn't do improv or do any of that. Like I said, I left very quickly after college yeah. and drove out to California. So when I started dating Jason, he's like, oh, you must know all the Detroit crew. And I, because I did the Second City writing program here in Los Angeles. And he was like, oh, so you must know the Detroit crew. And I was like, I am the Detroit crew. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I did not know any of these people. I was like, bitch, I left like at 22. I was out. I was like, diploma, I'm gone. Mm. Um, Yeah. So I have no idea. And like, the fact that he's closer and knows more about Detroit than me sometimes because of these people, I'm like, shh, <laughs> you're, you're not from there. He wears Detroit Pride t-shirts. That you oh, bought me. I'm just saying, you still wear yeah, them. I mean, Allie's from Toronto and I have a Blue Jays hat. So Yeah. Well, <clears> I mean, I got sense. it. I did get it before I met her, but still. Like... <laughs> Were you, did Does you wear it to the job? party? She, is she an actor? I, she is, yes. She's uh, Second City Toronto as well. Uh, Toronto main stage, and now, yeah, she's an actor as well. Um, Allie, wait, wait Allie, a second. Allie Price. Wait a second. Does she do the thing that we do? Did I talk uh, to her? On yes, the phone? yes. Oh my god, I know her because I talked yes. to her on the phone too. Oh my god, y'all. Yes, y'all. It's a tight circle. The, can I ask you guys? So the first cup, first couple of jobs with the thing that we do. I don't know how well because I didn't understand the format all completely. Oh, see? See? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had one where I was being I was being referred to and I I didn't know that I was and they got mad at me. <laughs> they Wait. get over it. <laughs> Wait, I missed that. That just went over my head. What happened? I'll I'll tell you afterwards cuz it was just a misunderstanding of what was happening. Oh, okay. so I something was happening that I didn't know that was supposed to be happening, and I, yeah, I, I blew it. Like like every good character actor, sometimes you forget you're playing a character. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you okay? So um, after that was school, bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we didn't talk. We, we didn't talk about your Eddie Bauer days, but. Um, yeah. And I don't know if there's anything to even say about your Eddie Bauer nope. did. Just folding pants. Folding pants. Yeah. That was it. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Okay. Yeah. College. Doesn't Just, count. You fold your pants, your full pants, your whole way through school. And then you get out and you break into the big, big wide world of, of food service. Yeah. Um, food service by day, maybe even by night, but then comedy later at night. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and I know you were working at one chain restaurant, but it uh-huh. sounds to me like you maybe worked around at a bunch of different. Like, what, 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 was, what were you doing? I had I worked at one chain right out of college and I worked there for several years. That's why I had saved up money to move to Chicago working there. And you and were a superstar at yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, I think I did. OK, I can this I can say the name of the place, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I worked at a Carabas and I was Amico of the month, which is, you know, in, employee of the month for, for the layman. Amico. Yeah. So my name was on the plaque. <laughs> wow. Wow. You nice. know, when I go someplace and I see an employee's name on a plaque, I'm like, wow, they're a lifer. Honestly, I think they just <laughs> give it. They just like whoever didn't get it in a while, they just give it to them that month. That's great. I think there's, there's no, uh, there's no meritocracy here. Same, same thing happens in Jack's second grade class. Everyone gets a turn. Yeah. It, it eventually. <laughs> but I think what I'm most interested in is that you had this um, experience with your dad and mm-hmm. all the things that had led up to it. You were about to give up on the goal. Yeah. Because it's hard to figure out, you know, all those things we didn't listen to when we were younger, like you can't make a living at this. Like, what are you going to do for a living? This is like a pastime or, or, you know, you know, how people go to the gym, you go and you do comedy, but it's not, but that's how a lot of people outside of um, artists feel about it. And at some point you decided when your dad gave you the okay to come to LA and pursue it in the big city. I mean, Chicago's a big city, but it's narrow in terms of how much you can really expand as mm-hmm. you found out. So you come to LA to to go that distance. Did you have a job when you showed up in LA or were you like, I'm going to wing it and then I'm going to find something? I did not. I had saved up money working EMS for the summer, mm-hmm. not the summer, but like, you know, for that time. Uh, you sound like a college kid still for the doesn't summer. Doesn't it? That I, I know when I like I worked there for the summer. No, <laughs> uh, I had saved up money, so I was living off those savings, and yeah. then I started. I st- the first thing I got paid to do is I started teaching at Second City, the Great. training center. So great, yeah, because all those Detroit people infiltrated and yeah. they run it. Yeah. Um, no, the I think it's money. great. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's how people get ahead in this town. Is it is who you, through who you know and yeah. how if they have opportunity that they're allowed to disperse, you know, like that is, that is a big part of it. You have to bring it the talent and you have to um, be qualified, but it is that whole thing where opportunity is talent and whatever else. I don't know what I'm saying. And also Josh doesn't like to have to vet people too hard. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think anybody in this industry, because LA is one of those things The first year I was here, I didn't know anybody by the time the year ended. I knew like I had like 50 best friends and out of 50 best friends, 49 of them moved back to their home state to do God knows what. And I ended up with one and it's constantly starting over. So it's hard to vet people. It's hard to, you know, guarantee someone's going to be there for the long haul, you know, when you're Mm. hiring or finding a roommate for God's sakes, it's tough. It's a tough town. Yeah. I mean, that's the first place I had. I lived in Highland Park and I found those people. Us too. I love We, li- we lived Park. in Highland Park. We mm-hmm. we sold our place and moved to La Crescenta. Highland Park's great. Oh, uh, it is. But yeah, I found them through my friend Liz, who I toured with, who is living out here. Mm-hmm. And I met them and that's, yeah. I, so I found them through my friend Liz and then, the, you know, the Detroit people at the training center. So yeah. it's We could have been hanging out when you first moved here. God damn it, Adam. I blew it. I blew it. So pissed. This, I mean, everybody says this. I'm not saying anything new, but this is a big ass city. It's really it, big. It's it's a big city in a small town. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. And you, I mean, sometimes it feels like the whole joke about everybody being six or seven degrees from Kevin Bacon. Anybody who's been here for at least five years, you're six or seven degrees from them. <laughs> yes. Like all of a sudden, you know, everybody or you have 300 friends in common. So you should know yeah. them like you and Bieber. Like it's bizarre. It's yeah. bizarre. It is a small town, but this big city. Are you still teaching at the, at the training center? I am. Yes. Okay. And are you doing that remotely? Online? Yeah, it's all, it everything online? from LA is online. Because did I hear correctly that the theater sold? I don't know. It's not there anymore. I don't know what they what the arrangement was, but yeah, the LA space is no longer there. That's bums me. So sad. I was there. I was there when they opened that space. Yeah. uh, When they moved from the improv. Mm -hmm. Um, Adam has no idea. I know. I I know. uh, 
like it was nice to have that space. He didn't think about it because I did this all the time in Chicago. Like there would be some nights if you were bored, you could just go up to Second City, you just go, go up to the Annoyance, and you didn't yeah. see somebody you know, or you know, get get roped into doing a show or something. And it was that space there in Hollywood. Well, maybe not in the greatest you know, like spot. It was still nice to have that hub. Absolutely, yeah. especially when I don't know if you were here when um, IO was still open, but then I, I missed it. Yeah, I mean that was that was an amazing time because where it was like it almost felt a little you know Chicago New Yorkish where it's like oh there's more than one place and you can walk back and forth between them and we've got a couple of bars that we go to right there and yeah, like, yeah. what was it like a know, block away or two blocks away two, or something? Two, yeah two well, blocks away yeah, yeah. but two, even two, but yeah. and and there were you know very scantily dressed women walking the boulevard everywhere in between. So, you know, you leave the sure. building, I get a taste yeah. of something else. The only problem is, and lots of pizza by the slice places, but the only problem yeah. was the smell of vomit that was yeah. always yeah. permeating the yeah. street there. And I, was yeah, like, I could never smell the vomit over the sewer. It's funny. My mom and I, I brought my mom and um, she was like, is, is, do I smell vomit? And I was like, well, you would know. Um, she had four kids. That's all. Uh, but yeah, it Allie just, and I were walking sometimes... the boulevard one day and we saw this tourist family and their little girl. She wanted a, a picture of somebody's star and she was wearing like, you know, she's wearing shorts and a little t-shirt and like, like her legs and her like belly were on the sidewalk. It was like, buddy, do, should I say something? But uh-huh. she looked so happy. I didn't want to take that from her. Uh-huh. So I just, you know, just let it go. You would hand her your bottle of Purell and walk on. Yeah, yeah. Lysol her. Oh, my God. I've seen people do that, too. How you caught chlamydia in L.A. Yeah. Oh, Jason. What I did with my summer vacation. (laughs) So gross. So you're teaching full time at Second City Online or you um, also uh, you're acting, you're booking. Yeah. You are teaching yes. improv. Yes. <laughs> yep. Teaching improv. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doing some commercial stuff. Just got back Great. from Mexico doing another one. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that's what I'm doing. Teaching not full you, time though. It's only, I only have a couple of classes there. And and you and I do voiceover a couple and Jason. A couple yes, times we do. Yes. And then um, I forget, I keep forgetting this is video. I don't look at myself. Like I hide me. So I have no idea. Like I'm sitting here like pulling hairs off my shirt. I, I'm an actor. I should get better at this. Um, That's why I have this set up the way that I do. So I hide as just blocking your whole face. Yeah. I hate looking at myself. You're smart. I, <laughs> I stress so much about like, should I wear a hat? Oh, should I not wear a hat? Should I? You're so cute. No. Put your face out there. Oh, You're so God. cute. And the Buddy Holly glasses that are like on trend, but like, you know, popular, modernized. They're so cute. Um, I think you guys and both I can't look believe great. I can- I have you minimized. I take up the full screen. This That's is awesome, true for man. Jason. Jason does do that. And he's very handsome, so I let him get away with it. He is very handsome. You got a great this beard, is... man. Oh, yeah. stop. But I do have to color his hair and beard because all of a sudden overnight they became gray. And I was like, That's unacceptable. Um, just kidding. I'm well, you the know. gray and the beard looks very you look very cool. I wish I could grow a beard. I can't. Oh, because you're blonde? I I think. I don't know. I can't grow a beard. I'm thinning. It's driving me nuts. No, you know, I put Rogaine on my eyebrows. Do so you? Maybe it would. I yeah. don't do that. I like big bushy eyebrows and I'm blonde. So I'm like, well, <laughs> um, and the fact that I know your wife, well, I don't know her. She probably won't even remember interviewing with me, but um, I remember her because I remember all my favorite people. I'm certain she will. And I'm so excited. I'm going to have to have her on the show now. God damn it. Yeah. Are you, um, are you doing any other side hustles while you're there or is, is it all just like now you're actually working in the things that you're passionate for? I've been lucky, like at least commercial stuff. I've been lucky enough to, to book enough things to where I've been, you know, that's the hustle. Yeah. That's been, bread and butter. For now. the time frame, I'm doing okay. That's so great. <laughs> See, it wasn't a mistake to come to LA. Your it dad wasn't. was right. It wasn't. No, you met a, you got a wife on the first day. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. I mean, that's, that's the best part of coming to LA. If that would have been it right there, I'd have been okay. I love that you had to go all the way from Detroit to LA to meet someone from Toronto. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty. That's I spent pretty how many years in Michigan not realizing that Chicago is the same amount of time away as Toronto is from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's just that's totally why my parents there. never go to Chicago. They always go to Toronto. They take yeah. the train. It's crazy. I'm just yeah. yeah. I never realized it. Yeah. Well, but you did go to Canada when you turned 19, didn't you? I mean, I everybody mean, went to Canada. Yeah. What did we do? 19. We went to Jokers. We went to uh-huh. uh, uh, something with the cherry. Was there something with Don the cherry? Cherry's? Was that yeah? Don Cherry's, and then there was the that Irish pub, Patrick O'Ryan's. Hit the casino. Yeah, we went with yeah. all our trash bag friends. Went over there. We were nineteen. <laughs> My sister took me, and I was like, "I don't like this. I don't want to come back." Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But the drinking age in Canada, folks that don't know, is nineteen. So if you live in Detroit, you can just hop the bridge or take the tunnel, and you're. Oh, and then it was super easy to get across. All you needed was a driver's license. Just a driver's license, and then yep. they'd see that it was your nineteenth birthday, and they'd be like, "Welcome to Canada." Yep. There's no question. Yeah. Everyone talks about the 19 drinking age. I never, ever hear anyone talk about the fact that you only had to be 16 to go to a strip club. I didn't know. That. Is that true? Yeah. Holy it was. Cow. It was when I was nine and had this beard. That's inappropriate. <laughs> was that true, Jason? For real? Yeah. I went 16 to- years old? I went on like a summer camp trip to Montreal and, and I was, I was not 16. I was nine, but there were 16 year old, the oldest kids were 16, 15 and look 16. And they went to the club. They were lying to you. I think it's 19. Well, because it was a no drinking club where you could go and not drink, but still, you know, see naked women, see the naked ladies. Well, is it Montreal French? Year olds, we get a bunch of 19 year olds and we go to try to figure this out. You realize you just pitched human trafficking on this show <laughs> of minors for four sex acts. Let me just say, oh shit! Side for hustle, money. side hustle. The name of the show is Make yeah. That Paper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was doing. This is it. You, do you have a Walmart truck we could use? Yeah, I they'll sleep on blue tarps. <laughs> No, no yeah. one will expect a thing. No one's going that way. Come on. We don't even yeah. talk about that on the news anymore. There's other stuff going on. <laughs> don't worry. They can't vote. How much money do you think we could make? A lot. <laughs> Jamie, you have no idea how untapped the getting kids into strip clubs market is. Look. I, I didn't. My wife's Canadian. I didn't, those people are sick. We did. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Listen, I'm really into crime. I write crime novels, but um, I get inspiration from true crime. Canada, Canadians, that's some sick shit. Their yeah. crimes, that is. Like, they're... That some, hog farmer like, guy? <laughs> that yeah. hog farmer guy? Oh, yeah. Jesus. What yeah. about the guy that, like, that was, like showing the murders on youtube and saying they weren't real and like i don't know they finally found him and they were like oh these were real like <laughs> body parts were oh everywhere I, you know what this we've, isn't a halloween store <laughs> we, we've 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 dumped jumped into this territory so i feel comfortable saying this i know i don't condone what hog guy did in, in canada i don't at all i think it's terrible it's terrible but how did he get caught because it's kind of a bulletproof scheme. Those hogs will eat anything. Yeah. Well, this is why I don't eat pig. This was uh, important. Uh, in, in, was the Silence of the Lambs uh, uh, sequel? Uh, Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal. Yeah. It, was a, it was an important part of Hannibal, the hogs that would eat the bodies. Yes. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't a new thing. I mean, killing people and feeding them to the hogs has been going on for hundreds of years, frankly. Deadwood like, did I mean, it. it's... Yeah. Oh, Deadwood did it. It did. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Pit- I feel like I took this in a bad direction. No, no, okay. I feel like we've actually landed right on the subject of your podcast. Ah, look yeah. at that crossover. Yeah. That crossover beauty. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so excited. This we is just, great. We just meandered into your wheelhouse. All right, let's do it. Yeah, now that. <laughs> Which happens to also double as a slaughterhouse. Let's do the sick stuff now. I, yeah, I'm better uh-huh. at this. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's a side hustle. It technically counts. Let's yeah. go. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my boy! Face hurts. Adam Peacock's episode was was good, but it really came alive in minute fifty eight, where you guys started talking murder and internationally transing transmitting kids to strip clubs. Allegedly, People, allegedly. I'm, 
we will let you go in a second. But first of all, have you read, do you read um, horror books also? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because my favorite horror book right Good now stuff. is, um, yeah. no, it's Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Graham Jones, um, My Heart is a Chainsaw. It is mm-hmm. so good. I don't know if you've read it, but that I would be not, a great but... that would be a great one. It's a love do. letter to horror movies. Yeah, it's so good. How do you it, um, you know what I think I have an audible credit, so maybe I'll get the audible book. Get the audible book. Stephen Graham Jones is a genius. He's a you know, almost as big as um what's that other guy that's big? Stephen Dean King. King. Dean Coons? Stephen oh. King. Yeah, Dean Coons. He's as big as Dean Coons. Um Dean Coons has got yeah. made man, that guy. Yeah, I can't Dude. say his name with a straight face, but yes. <laughs> Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz. Even if you haven't, even if you're not a reader and you've never read one of his books, it's Dean Koontz. So it's like everybody knows who he is. You've seen it in an airport. Yeah, he's a household name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be a household name. Good on You don't have to have watched anything. What are you reading there? That that Dean Koontz? (laughs) Yeah. Getting ready to fly to Atlanta. (laughs) You walk by those libraries that people have at the end of their yard. It's got children's books and a couple, you know, literary novels or, you know, literature. And then there's Dean Koontz. And the Dean Koontz is always there. Nobody's taking the Dean Koontz. But it also, it's also the most, it's also the most thumbed one. It's like. It is. Yeah. (laughs) I should, I've Um, never read one of his books. I should read one of his books. Let's read it. Let's all three read his book and do a book club podcast. The Dean Dean Koontz The Dean Koontz Club. We're doing it. See if Allie wants to mm-hmm. jump in. I'm, um, she's a ferocious reader, so I'm sure she's in. We're doing it. I I just want to say I'm so thankful for you, Adam. Like, oh, thanks. You this was like great. You're so you're so wonderful. You're exactly how everyone described you um, when I had all these oh. people referring you for the other thing, and I and I was like, he is, he is so great, and I well, I want thanks. to consider him a friend, and I appreciate Absolutely. you being here. Yes. So, I hope this was so okay. Nice. I hope, yeah, uh, yeah. Great. If I violated any HIPAA violations, I'm I'm sorry. I'll pay the fine. <laughs> no, we'll look yeah, them up and make sure. <laughs> we'll make it look. We'll look it up and make sure because in editing, we don't ever want to. Um, well, Why you know what? HIPAA? Fuck them. Fuck healthcare. Yeah. Let's just yeah. let's start yeah. another subject. Fuck, oh, fuck fuck healthcare. Fuck that dead lady who uh, <laughs> carved up her front porch. Fuck all of them. <laughs> you know what? I'm on and, top. You know, Guess who wins? I win because I'm <laughs> still alive. Our dead dads gave us permission, so fuck you guys. White boy privilege. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Ten thousand yeah. years of my dead white dad gave me permission. I have faced zero adversity. I'm on top. <laughs> you think a reckoning is coming? You don't know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Dog anymore. Now I feel I feel bad. I took it in another one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. All in, okay. All in the hogs. Okay. All in the hogs. Um, I love you both. This is my uh, favorite. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. So why'd you come?